0: Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw and welcome back to Vibe. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately because we are coming up on our 100th episode. It's been two years since we launched the Vibe podcast. I've had so much fun. I've learned so much from our different guests. We've had some very famous guests on the show, talking to us about things that really matter for not just our health, but also our overall happiness and satisfaction with our life, so that we live in high vibration states today. I just wanted to chat with you a little bit. This kind of a personal episode, wanted to give you an update on what's going on in my life and just chat with you about the subject of transitions and change. And that's on my mind because I have just made a big uh, change in my life. When I was 18 years old, I moved to Provo, the Provo-Orem area of Utah, to go to college. And I've lived there for 33 years. And recently, my youngest son of my four children turned 18, and I had been planning a move to Park City. So turned 18. Raised my children, the youngest one turns 18, and I move to another city where none of my children live, and I've had some anxiety about it. That's a very, very big change. I think it's normal to feel some, um, wistfulness about what you leave behind and who you might be leaving behind and things that you really love about where you live, and that's probably what most of my anxiety was about, that and just, you know, doing a real estate transaction, selling your house, buying a house, um just getting all your stuff up there that can kind of keep you up at night. But it's a big life transition, uh, and it's marked by cornerstones in my life. And so I'd just like to share some thoughts on facing change in our lives. I have some favorite things about living in Park City. I've been here for two and a half weeks now. It's the first time we've recorded podcast episodes since I moved. There's some things I don't love about... Uh, living up here or exactly what's going on. I'm going to share both. Probably the, the thing that I don't love is that I, I downsized. I didn't have to downsize, but I'm not really a big, uh, not a very materialistic person. And so I didn't want to necessarily have a big spectacular home to live in all by myself. I really wanted to live in a condo. I wanted it to be a little more urban. I wanted to live close to the freeway so that I could, have a life where I'm not necessarily deep in the residential neighborhoods, where I don't get to know anybody and nobody ever gets together. So I kind of wanted to try out the condo lifestyle. My condo is really big. It's a four bedroom, 2,700 square foot condo, but it's still a lot smaller than the home that I lived in with Tennyson before he left for college. Um, A lot smaller. And so downsizing was tough. I didn't get on top of it. I didn't go through every room and every drawer and sell things and get rid of things and send things to Goodwill. Um, I just moved it all up here and then figured out what wasn't going to fit. And so my whole garage was full of it. And so really a lot of the work of moving happened after I moved. It wasn't the most efficient thing I've ever done, but I have gotten rid of a lot of things. I feel 20 pounds lighter. I gave away lots of furniture and decor and things that I hadn't used or hadn't used very much that were really great, but I just didn't have room for them. And you know, if you've ever been through that process, that you, as you're going through that experience, you're thinking, how did I get this much stuff? Like, where did we get this stuff? Why do I have this? And why do I have that? And so I've been thinking a lot about material things and how they can kind of hold us back and how sometimes we shop for the size of house that we need based on how much stuff that we have. And that seems really backwards. And so... I think that in our culture, we have very materialistic culture, we're surrounded by uh, people talking a lot about acquiring things and watching people do it. We think of that as a good thing of acquiring more stuff. And I'm not sure that that's entirely true, especially because I'm in that zone right now of how good it feels to declutter and to downsize and to live in a space that's right for me now that I no longer am raising four children. And so when I went to Switzerland a couple of months ago, because I run the retreats, I hope you're coming to the retreat next summer. We already have, we aren't even, we haven't even gone out and done a webinar on it yet, which we will do in November. It will sell out in a week, but hope you're coming to Switzerland with us. If not, or if you haven't signed up, or if you want to know more about it, message us on the Green Smoothie Girl page on Facebook, or write us through the site greensmoothiegirl.com and ask for a link to take a look at it. We have a bunch of other influencers who are running two-week retreats out there too because they've fallen in love with it as I've introduced them to it. Um, We have Magdalena Shalaki is running two weeks. We have Katie Spears, Wellness Mama, is running two weeks. I believe that Tom O'Brien is going to run two, maybe three weeks. Uh, Ben Greenfield's doing his own thing. He's not on the page uh, with all the rest of us. Uh, His is almost sold out because he only has, you can only come for two weeks to Ben Greenfield. So if you're a Ben Greenfield fan, you can certainly jump in on that. Um, But you can't come for one week to his. You have to come for the whole two weeks. That was his decision. He wanted to do it that way. Um, We have Dr. Jill Carnahan, who's an amazing medical doctor. Uh, She just went and wrote me and said, I want to lead a retreat here. How do I do that? So she'll be leading a couple of weeks. Really exciting that you're going to have more opportunities to go with any one of these health and wellness experts but I will be leading 3 weeks next June. I think it's June 2nd, 9th and 16th are the weeks that that I'll be there. But you know I was there and I live out of one suitcase full of stuff for over 3 weeks that I was in Switzerland. And almost every day I thought, you know, I am completely content and completely happy here in Europe with one suitcase full of stuff. So With that in mind, why do we accumulate so much stuff at home? One of the things I really didn't like about moving here, and I actually didn't know it until I bought this condo. I only saw this condo once because I own another one, and my tenants didn't want to move, and they begged me, begged, 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 begged me to buy another house so they didn't have to move out. And so they were showing me, one of them's a realtor, and they were showing me different properties up here, and I was like, no, I don't want that one for this reason. No, I don't want that one for that reason. So finally, they, they knocked the doors on the other three condos that are this big. There's only four condos in the whole complex that are as big as, as mine. And they talked another owner into selling it to me. So I was able to buy the exact same 2,700 square foot condo and move into this one. I only saw it once, bought it, didn't do a whole lot of due diligence and moved into it and didn't realize that I don't have a garbage can. I literally have to take my garbage and walk it to a dumpster. Now, the dumpster isn't very far away, but that's the other thing. The other part of the thing I don't like very much, which is out of one whole side of my house where there are a lot of beautiful windows, there are two dumpsters and some orange temporary fencing around it. So not too pretty. Here the garbage man come every other day at Think like quarter to seven in the morning. So these are things I don't love. These are absolutely first world problems. I definitely categorize them in that kind of laugh at myself that this is even a thing. But last weekend, my boyfriend and I were working on my garage because there's so much stuff in there. And to be able to move around in there, we needed to go through lots of boxes and do stuff. And as we were dragging stuff to the dumpsters, he was kind of griping about it. He's like, And how much money did you spend on this condo to not even have the garbage pick up on your curb? And I was like, you know what, John, I'm going to see this as a positive thing. Here's the thing. First of all, I don't have to worry that when my garbage is overflowing on a rare occasion, like when I'm decluttering my garage, that, uh, if I forget to take my garbage down to the street, I'm toast and now I have nowhere to put my garbage for the next week. So it's really positive, right? And he just kind of rolled his eyes, but, um, just an example of how a lot of times something that is annoying to you or frustrating to you, if you give it a minute, if you wait a few weeks or months, sometimes it takes years with a big crisis in your life. There are almost always something something really amazing that comes out of it. And that's just a dumb little example, but guess what? I could go through all my garbage away anytime I want because I'm not dependent on the once-a-week garbage pickup. So this is something that I'm cultivating as a skill is to take a look at something that I don't really love all that much and find something really positive about it. Um, Things I love about my move. Uh, The reason I did it is I wanted to get out of the dirty air down there in Utah Valley. In fact, I still feel bad for the 1 million people who are down there in Utah Valley and then even more in Salt Lake Valley um, who have to breathe the dirty air up here in Park City. the, The scenery is beautiful just everywhere. It is just breathtaking everywhere you go, everywhere you drive, everywhere you ride your bike or hike. Um, I didn't realize when I bought this condo what a nice view I have off my back deck. And so I was looking for a little bit more urban kind of experience. I didn't want to be within 100 yards of the freeway. I don't want to hear the freeway uh, with the windows open. I don't want to breathe exhaust from it by any means. But I wanted to be able to get to the airport quickly, which I did not have in my former house. But it being a condo and having more population density, I've met more neighbors in the past two weeks than I did in four years of living in my last home. So that's another really cool thing that um, I'm noticing wasn't something I moved up here for, but is really, really fun. And I've had a couple neighbors over and even gone out with the neighbors to a concert at Deer Valley. Another thing I love about being here is I actually have more uh, girlfriends up here in Park City than I did down in the Provo Orem area. And there's a, I was invited into this group of about 15 women into bubble, which is a messenger app. And there's just a conversation going on in there almost every day about things that matter. Most of us are single moms and I've already made several new friends and there's always a conversation to be had. And if I'm looking for, where do you get your, where do you get a pedicure in town? Like the, the girls in the bubble will, will give me answers. So I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, Everybody everywhere in Park City is cycling and I just got myself a new road bike and the gears melted down in the first five minutes I was riding it up the hill right out of my door so I had to um, coast home and then walk the last block home on my bike. I'm going to try to get my f- bike fixed this week. Um, skiing is five minutes away. I'm super excited about that. I wasn't skiing a lot the last few years just because it's always a hassle to get to the ski resorts. So the weather's been really beautiful as August ends, as I'm recording this, I don't have a yard to maintain, but my deck is really big and it's right off the kitchen. So it's really easy to just walk out there. Um, I have some nice furniture out there and I've been going, going on the deck every day to talk on the phone for a business phone call or to eat lunch or just unwind with a friend at the end of the day. Across the street, there's um, restaurants, there's a grocery store and My big find, what I'm most excited about, obsessed with really, is there's a place called Tadasana Yoga. And they turn the heat on in there, and so it's kind of like hot yoga. It's not actually 118 degrees like real hot yoga is, but you sweat like crazy in there. So I'm totally in love with it. And one of my employees had given me a yoga towel for Christmas. And I was like, oh, this is nice, but I hadn't used it. I didn't know what you really do with a yoga towel, because I would go to yoga at my gym Uh, But it wasn't hot yoga, so I never understood what the point of a towel was. Well, now I do. I walked into Tadasana Yoga, and every single person in there had a yoga towel on their yoga mat. Because it turns out, if you go to a real yoga studio, which I have not had access to, um, and they turn the heat up, which is a real yoga kind of thing to do, you need one of these towels on your mat. Otherwise, your hands would literally slip. Your hands and feet would slip on it. So really excited about these parts of the big, big change in my life. This against my adjusting to not raising kids anymore. That was a huge, huge part of my identity the last 25 years. So loving the yoga. When I leave there, um, dripping sweat, it's just so cathartic, kind of like when I use my sauna, um, And my goal for the next year, um, I've been going to yoga like four times a week because the yoga studio has a class, just almost back-to-back classes, is to, instead of focusing so much on the physical of the yoga, which is great, right? You have uh, overall fitness improving, you're more flexible, lots of good things about yoga that are physical, mobility, flexibility, but I want to get deeper into the meditative spiritual aspects of yoga because, you know, it's easy to do yoga and not really focus on your breathing, but when you stay focused on the breath, then you become very, very grounded. And I'm interested in going deeper with yoga practice. Doing hot yoga kind of reminds me of my sauna, which is another cool thing. I actually could not bring my three-man sauna up here to Park City because I didn't have the room for it. I actually am using one of my bedrooms, as a place for my sauna and for my food storage food storage is an important part of utah culture i'll talk about that later but i sold my three-man sauna to a high school friend of mine Derek, and i got a much smaller infrared sauna for this new house i love the smell of the cedar wood since it's brand new the reason i went with healthmate sauna is um they later agreed to give a huge discount to Green Smoothie Girl readers. And so we organize uh, into group buy and get a huge discount from them. But I originally bought mine, I want to say 10, 11 years ago, because I I was testing all the saunas on the market and I wanted one with really low EMF. Because I don't want to get in my sauna to detoxify and then find out that I'm getting irra- you know, radiated with electromagnetic frequencies. and. Some of the heaters in some saunas are really high EMF, and so HealthMate sauna manufactures for a lot of the other sauna companies, and they they get it. They know to use untreated lumber and cedar wood because it doesn't mold, and I tested it extremely low EMF, like uh, running a pencil sharpener would have higher EMF than than my sauna does. So I've been getting in there too. Cause the weather is cooler up here. Such a great little retreat to have inside your home. And if you want to know about the discount that they give Green Smoothie Girl readers, just again, write write us on the Green Smoothie Girl page on Facebook. I've been thinking a lot about aging too lately um, in this life transition, in Sort of saying goodbye to my my children my youngest two children just went off to college they're freshmen together even though they're three years apart in age um but this town i've moved to is pretty interesting because people up here are really fit it's a skiing and cycling town it's definitely a tourist town Um, lots of people here from out of town just to uh, road bike and mountain bike and of course ski so Since I turned 50 and think a lot about aging heading into the second half of my life, I notice that some people are aging well and not in a judgmental way, but just observationally to learn from it, I notice uh, people who aren't aging well and who are suffering from a lot of symptoms and also on the metaphysical level, maybe a preoccupation with a lot of negative things is a, a way to age faster. So, as you know, I'm a researcher and I'm always looking for clues like what makes us stay young despite our, you know, time marching inexorably on. And in our 99th ep- episode, we're about to hit our 100th episode coming up really soon. I'm going to make a fun announcement about what we are doing to celebrate our 100th episode here on The Vibe Show. And since I'm bad at keeping secrets, I'll give you a little teaser. Uh, I'll be telling you in the 99th episode about a series we're going to do. But related to that, uh, this morning at my new obsession, the Tadasana Yoga place, I ran into Kathy Smith. She was in my class. And the very first time I ever hung out with Kathy Smith was actually at that Tadasana Yoga. I had been to to that place and just forgot about it um, a few years ago with some mutual friends. And if you don't know who Kathy Smith is, she basically invented aerobics Um, she's i think she's 64 now and she has a body of a 25 year old and she reminds me of what we're talking about about people who are purposefully aging very slowly because when you talk to her what she talks about is fun things that she's doing and the last thing that she said to me when we left yoga class this morning was let's go for a hike which reminds me that the last time i hiked with kathy we ran into a moose so there's moose up here there's moose up here in park city and a couple of my neighbors have told me about running into herds of moose so i'm very excited about it and and all of this just really makes me think about how much of aging is optional and how being in your mid-60s like uh one of my idols kathy smith who's uh, you know i did her aerobics when my children were little and i couldn't get away to get to the gym i did years of her aerobics On the TV. Never knew I'd meet her in person. But your mid 60s can be, if you choose into a life like Kathy is living, it could be a time of exploring and fun and growing and learning. And, you know, usually when you're in your mid 60s, you're not really pushing super hard in your career anymore. So you have more time. So it's exciting that some of us are physically active and uh, enjoying our lives in our mid 60s. And I really do think that that is a choice. So since I'm bad at keeping secrets, the little teaser is that starting with our hundredth episode, the series that we're going to do is about people. Well, it's going to be interviewing people who are 65 and older and are at the top of their game. They're contributing massively. But what's on my mind today, today, what I just wanted to talk a little bit with you about is change and whether we are adaptive to change or whether we are avoidant and reactive. I see people who adapt really well to changes in their lives and the change is inevitable. We really, we really cannot control very much of the changes that are going to happen to us in life. This one I chose, I chose to move far from home, but most of the change that happens to us, we didn't actually choose. And the people who lean into it and who accept it with grace seem to be the happiest and most peaceful among us. As I observe people, um, that's, I think, a really important observation. And that way, if they have a flexible mindset to accept the inevitability of change, then when really difficult things happen to them, you know, there's discomfort, In some of the changes, other people's choices are impacting us every day. Sometimes there's chaos, sometimes there's uncertainty, sometimes there's even violence. Those of us who live in courage and peace as we navigate change also attract more high vibration people into our world. So I think it really would be nice today to just take a minute and check in with ourselves about what what our conversations look like. Do we spend a lot of our times complaining about stuff and do we ask ourselves when we're complaining about stuff and when that dominates our conversation, whether this is worth our energy or not? It's another thing I've been doing lately is I've been taking stock of what my conversations are about when I'm out with friends or family or John. What percentage of the time am I complaining about something negative negative? On the other hand, what percentage of the time am I talking about things I'm excited about or interested in? Or the person I'm talking to might be interested in that I've been learning about? What percentage of the time am I showing genuine interest in the other person in the conversation and just listening? I'd like for the complaining or talking about something negative in my life to be pretty close to zero percent. I do have a tendency to tell stories from my life, I noticed that when I was out to dinner last night with four of the Green Smoothie Girl management team, they flew in this week and we had a team retreat, just just five of us, just a small number of my employees. I really enjoyed their stories and their stories make me feel closer to them, make me feel like I understand them. We talked about their kids. Uh, we talked about my social media manager, Zoe's boyfriend and how his business is growing and about how... He has three really talented brothers and a a business-owning single mom. My best friend and CMO, Kristen, talked about the transition of her family moving to Portland and how her youngest three kids are navigating it and their new jobs and her youngest son trying to play football for the first time in his life and then deciding to do drama instead. My chief of development, Jason, told us all about his daughter's musical and art talents. I told a story at dinner last night. It was our last of three dinners together before everyone got on a plane and flew home this morning. I told a story about how I grew up with all of my clothes coming from garage sales and how this kind of affects my view of the world now and how, I, how it affects my view of materialism and acquiring things. And I told the story of how every Saturday morning um, we would have had all the garage sales in the newspaper marked up And my mother would choose the ones that she thought were going to be the best and that would have the best possibilities of us being able to buy clothes because that's where all our clothes came from. But also, my mom collected antiques, and so you know, every now and then, probably not every Saturday, but probably once or twice a month, she found a real treasure for her antique collection. But my mom, I told the story of how my mother drove a station wagon that didn't turn off, so she would turn. The key off, but it would sit there and idle and it would go. Broom, 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 broom. And my mom, it was, you know, summer and we lived in Nebraska and it was extremely humid. And how, generally speaking, the window would be down and my mom would be sitting there listening to the, the car idle and she was embarrassed and so she would swear. And I would be in the back seat taking stock because I was kind of doing a little reconnaissance to see if I was about to walk into one of the cool kids in my class uh, maybe i was walking into their garage sale to buy their hand-me-down clothes which was my big fear in life a big fear in life so i was going to walk in on the first day of class and be wearing the sweater that one of my classmates had donated to the garage sale so i think if i could go back in time 40 years and if i were talking about that exact same story 40 years ago i probably would have complained about how I didn't get to have new clothes like the other kids I went to school with who didn't have seven brothers and sisters and only one working parent who worked for the government and how I wish my family wasn't so embarrassing, like driving this old beater car that doesn't turn off and mom mom swearing. Lots and lots of jokes as I was growing up on the East Coast about uh, my huge family. And so I... I was taking stock of our conversation as I thought about what I wanted to chat with you about today. And I realized how much I appreciate when someone I care about shares stories from their lives, from their past. What the high vibration people do is we mine our stories. We mine our stories from our past for what's funny about it, like the station wagon bit. And... Talk about what we got from those experiences instead of how mad I was that I didn't get to have new clothes like everybody else, right? Nobody cares. What would you get from that? What's it like to be you, having grown up, never having a new item of clothing until you could earn the money for it and pay for it yourself? I confess one thing I got for it is that I never go to garage sales. Nothing wrong with garage sales, nothing wrong with buying clothes at garage sales, but it was definitely a uh, a, a thing that embarrassed me at the time and does not sound like a fun thing to do on Saturday morning <laughs> to me now. Um, you know, just based on that fear that I might show up for the first day of school wearing uh, a a classmate's hand-me-down sweater. But you know what I got from it is I got that I'm able to see anything that I want to buy as my responsibility. It's completely on me that I have to figure out the means to earn it myself and. That's what I got from my upbringing where I always had food. We weren't poverty stricken. Uh, We didn't go without meals. We weren't, you know, there are lots and lots of people who had less money than we did. But it wasn't a given that any clothes I was provided were going to be from a store and that someone hadn't worn them before. And so I wasn't given any assistance for college or for grad school. Um, And if I got into serious trouble in my life, I Even now, I wouldn't go to my parents for help. I would know that the answer would be no, and it has made me, the reason this is a good story is it's made me resourceful and resilient, and I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for the fact that I I wasn't weak going out into the world as an adult, having no idea how to provide for myself and not even really having a strong concept of the fact that I was responsible for that. I hope if you haven't heard it, you check out the episode I did with my brother, Rob, Last year where he told me some funny stories from our childhood is really truly one of my favorite episodes here. I was a military brat. By the time I had graduated high school, I'd lived in Utah twice, California twice, South Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Northern Virginia, and I and I think I actually might have forgotten a couple of places. I've moved about 10 times. And while that can be kind of traumatic, for a child, just when you make friends, just when you feel comfortable, you up and move again. The thing I learned from it is how to adapt. I learned that change doesn't kill us and that usually, almost always, really cool stuff is going to come out of it if I pay attention and watch for it and document all the cool things that happen, even from the changes that I really didn't want because I never wanted any of those moves. So. I see some really positive things, even in my having a small home and having to be pretty creative about space. Another topic that we've covered in the past as I look back on almost a hundred episodes now of the vibe podcast is we covered grief. Another episode I did last year, uh, we talked about the vibration of grief and how crying and feeling our grief and talking through our grief is a way of unearthing and resolving some chaotic vibrations that want to pass through. And good news is they do want to pass through and it's okay. And it's important to feel our feelings and not damn them up, bottle them, deny them. But every time we have a season of big changes, there's a lot to learn and a lot of growth can happen if we let it, if we let the shake up in our circumstances and our energies change us for the better. And give us give us deeper roots and give us more touch points for that old bit of wisdom this too shall pass. My son Tennyson came home from his summer sales job and we had lunch a week ago and then I gave him a tour of the condo and he was walking around the place and he turned around and he just started laughing and he said, "Mom, what do you do here all day?" He's like, "I know you work and everything, but like what do you do?" And we both just started laughing, probably for different reasons. But I think my son doesn't see me as a person. He sees me as a mom. And he's like, when I, now that I'm not here, who are you? So I thought that was a pretty funny moment that in his 18-year-old wisdom, he can't really imagine me living a life in a new house without him. And he couldn't really understand why I was, had a smile on my face and was super happy about my move. kind of made me laugh my my son and his older sister Libby are so excited to be at school together. They're not stay they don't have an apartment together. They both signed up too late to get into because my son decided to go where his sister was going and where his other sister graduated from. So, they ended up being both of them off campus even though they're freshmen, but they too are in a huge life transition. And just older than them is my daughter Emma. Who graduated college in May and went back to her old summer sales job because she makes lots of money. She's crazy. She goes door to door selling pest control. And now she gets to figure out what she wants to do. And I got a text from her a couple of days ago that said, Mom, I've got some big ideas about what I want to do with my future, and I can't wait to sit down and talk with you about them. So, this girl who has planned to go into the Peace Corps after college for I think 10 years seems to be changing your mind. And guess what? We get to we get to change our mind. So, that's my message for you today just based on my own reflections and life learnings right now is lean into change. Look for the inevitable learning opportunities that are that are in it. If we're resisting, if we're digging in our heels, if we're complaining, we might not find those really great bright spots in it. I know that you face change too. I love it when you write us and you tell us what you're learning related to your own high vibration life. A colleague of mine, Facebook messaged me recently at length about how my book that I released last November, also called Vibe, which is what this podcast is named after as well, helped her through a very, very difficult divorce. I've actually thought about sharing my reflections on divorce in a podcast episode. That was one of the biggest and most painful periods of change in my life. So, when I turned 50, which has been what a year and a half ago now, I decided well in advance that I was going to lean into it, that I was going to milk it for all it was worth. I was going to have a big party. I was going to celebrate it for a month rather than what I did for my 30th birthday, which is I told everyone close to me that I don't want to hear anything about it and I was going to put my pajamas on and pretend it didn't happen. So, it's not that in my fifties, I don't have any fear of aging. I think I probably have the same anxieties that everybody else does, but I really think that we gain more from wrapping our arms around change rather than running from it. So this week I had the team in town and we planned an epic event for September, 2019. And what we're doing just to give you the very first inkling of what's coming up is we are kicking off Green Smoothie Girl Coach Certification. We are training an exclusive number of people who love our mission to help people eat a whole foods diet, to get them off of the standard American diet. It's diet agnostic. It's not counter to your beliefs. If you're vegetarian, vegan, paleo, keto, we are getting people off of processed food and onto a whole foods diet. We've had a tremendous amount of success with this. We get millions of visitors to the green smoothie girl site, but now we are training coaches to do what we do and monetize it. So that you have income every single month. This is going to sound crazy, but as a green smoothie girl coach, you will have income every single month for offering people free resources that they want. So you don't have to say like the network marketers do on uh, social media all the time, which I don't, I have not observed to be very effective buy this drink, buy this product, buy this skincare product. I don't think that's really what people want to see on social media. And that's not what we're going to be training you to do. But through these really unique methods, we're going to train coaches instead of most people who are health coaches who are certified, they have to go sign up for a network marketing program to make any money with their uh, new education as a health coach. If you have deep knowledge in or interest in Health and wellness, and you love helping your neighbors and your family. That's how my journey started, and how I have a business with 25 employees, a multi-million dollar business that blesses my life, my family's life, and and our followers' life. Um, we're gonna tr- teach you a lot of inside secrets, and so this will not be ready. The actual event itself, a two-day training, is going to be a year from now in September 2019. We will train you to be a guru in our 12 Steps to Whole Foods course, in our detox, helping to support people uh, and run a detox, 26-day detox uh, twice a year with people. We actually have six different courses that anyone wanting to live a healthier life can learn from to really up-level. If you don't have our video masterclass on EMF and cleaning up the energetic uh, pollution in your life—it's super fantastic. You'll be able to promote that, and you're really not promoting into the course; you're promoting into a freebie. And then the Green Smoothie Girl system does all the selling from there. All you're doing is offering people free a free resource that they really need once a month to have 12 months of income year after year after year. So I'm really excited to be offering this. Um, all you can do right now is sign up on a waitlist if you want to be considered. Um, As a Green Smoothie Girl coach, when we do the certification a year from September, we also are about to come out with a hormone class. Um, It's called the uh, Healthy Hormone Revolution Video Masterclass. And it's three doctors, Dr. Alan Christensen, Dr. Jolene Brighton, and Dr. Rob Jones in Utah. It is one of the best products we've ever produced, but you can really help People get their hormones balanced through lifestyle and diet and supplementation with a really well done video masterclass by three of the best hormone doctors I know. It's about to come out and you can make 40 or 50% on all of these courses as a Green Smoothie Girl coach. If you're into it, um, go sign up on the wait list and you'll be the first to know when we actually announce the certification for our coaches in 2019. We also have a video masterclass that I did with my biological dentist called Healthy Mouth, Healthy Life that has been a crazy runaway bestseller. This is all available starting when the coaching program kicks off in September 2019. And this is this part is really cool. We're going to add one day on the end for no more than 15 people who want to spend one very special additional day with me after my 2-day coach training. It's called the Sunrise to Sunset VIP Day with Robin, and we're going to do some hot yoga at the Tadasana Yoga that I told you about. We're going to do a sunrise hike first thing in the morning. We're going to do a bunch of training where I and the people closest to me, who are my gurus around here, who helped took us to a very successful place in this business, are going to do some social media, private coaching, taking a look at your social media pages. We'll do train you in how to do great Facebook lives. We will do deeper product training than you got in, in the coach certification. We'll have a lovely lunch and breakfast. We'll probably take a tram lift um, at the bottom of Main Street in Park City. We've got to give you some exposure there. We're going to have a beautiful dinner at the St. Regis, taking the funicular up to the top. It's going to be an amazing day, the Sunrise to Sunset VIP Day with Robin. That'll be just a third bonus day just for a handful of people who want to play as coaches with us. So if you're into it, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, if you've been a Green Smoothie Girl follower for a long time and you get it, what we're trying to do here, which is reclaim people from the standard American diet, help them live healthy in a toxic world, then we would love to work with you we will probably start promoting this in April of 2019. So make sure you sign up to let us know you're interested. That way you'll be the first to know. I do believe that this will sell out and this will be um, a limited number of coaches that I work with. And so greensmoothiegirl.com slash 2019 coaches is where to sign up on that wait list. Greensmoothiegirl.com slash 2019 coaches. So I think you're probably like me and you are probably facing some kind of change or maybe you have some change in your recent past. I hope that you have a minute today to really reflect on what the things are that were amazing and beautiful that came out of change and how it will really serve us all to lean into it instead of resist.